You're listening to the Class on Task podcast, created for educators. Your hosts, Ashley and Brian, will share tips, strategies, and resources related to behavior and education that can help you in your classroom. Hi, and welcome to the Class on Task podcast with Ashley and Brian. Today, we're going to be talking about something that's a little crazy. I don't know when you're listening to this, but in the current moment in the month, there has been a crazy phase of these TikTok challenges and TikTok videos being filmed in schools. And it's caused a lot of chaos, I would say, around the school and a lot of concerns. So we're going to talk about that today. So we'll jump right into the problem. So there's a huge influence of social media, as we all know. You know, it could be positive, it could be negative. But in this case, lately on TikTok, students are vandalizing school bathrooms and doing these other behaviors at school using a hashtag for the challenge and posting it and getting a ton of random strangers and all of their friends liking this their videos and kind of giving them a lot of attention, a lot of feedback related to those, and it's destroying schools. So Brian, I know you've heard about this too. We've all heard if you're watching the news. Yep. So what are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely adding an extra layer of challenge, right, to, to school professionals at this point of having to, to manage it from a behavioral perspective. And I can only imagine poor administration of principals uh, yeah. having to, <laughs> to go through and handle these types of situations, you know, especially too, I mean, the school vandalism, I, I mean, that ends up creating a lot of fiscal responsibility, right, too, on the schools mm-hmm. that have to clean everything and replace things. And, you know, obviously, just from a behavioral perspective, it's something we don't want students engaging in. No. <laughs> and if you're listening to this and you have no idea what we're, we're talking about, some students will call this devious licks, but basically they're they're doing these things in the ba- usually in the bathroom. So they're like stealing a toilet seat or they're taking the soap dispenser off or they're either taking things, rearranging things or just destroying them. Like I had a teacher the other day tell me that students took this, this dispensers off and then either peeing in them or filling them up with like random food and condiments and weird stuff like that. So it's pretty diverse, but basically destroying school bathrooms. Yeah, and I, I know, too, some of the ones uh, have been focusing on, like, actually hitting school staff, too, and being able to engage in that. And I know here where we are in New Jersey, I, I was reading on some of the social media posts for some of the districts that they're like, uh, realize that is a criminal offense, <laughs> like, and yeah. be prosecuted, you know, it's definitely... Definitely a large concern and and one I I feel for educators and school personnel right now to try to manage this. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I guess kind of let's start picking it apart from a behavioral perspective, right, (laughs) of what's what's happening here. So, you know, just with any other sort of behavior and looking at being able to do behavior change, we have to figure out, well, why is it happening or what are the students trying to get from, from doing these types of behaviors? And really, when we look at it from a behavior analytic perspective, right, boils down to those functions of behavior. And the key one here is attention, right? <laughs> They're getting yes. <laughs> attention from, from their peers. They could be getting attention from even school personnel, right? Maybe having to intervene with it. And we're competing with a whole 
online market, so to speak, for lack of a better word right now. But you're, you know, you have people randomly across the country that are going to be seeing this and giving those likes, right? And we're, Mm -hmm. we know how reinforcing social media and having that online presence is for many, especially young teenagers in schools. So I I think it really kind of just adds a whole other layer. I, I don't know what your thoughts are, Ashley. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even adults, like we go on social media, we make posts so we can get a reaction so we can Mm -hmm. see, oh, who's liked it? Who's seen my story? You know, so even, you know, we as adults do that kind of thing, but it's even more so with young adults. And we're seeing a lot of this in middle school and high school where the students are engaging in these TikTok challenges. But I think, yeah, identifying the function of behavior, which in this case, it's pretty clear. It's most likely attention. So I think that's a really important thing just for staff to keep in mind too. Yeah, right. Especially with how we respond, because I, I think mm-hmm. natural reaction for many staff member in a school, if they're, you know, you walk in, you see a bathroom entirely vandalized to be start yelling at the students, right? And yeah. start giving them those verbal reprimands, but kind of taking a step back and realizing, okay, probably really want to yell at them right now, right? And they'll make <laughs> me feel good. But at the end of the day, it's not going to do anything to change that behavior necessarily it's it's going to be one where we don't want to kind of call it more attention to it than than is needed and mm-hmm. you know especially if other peers are like oh see how teach how you got the teacher so upset like that was awesome you know mm-hmm. we don't want we don't want to kind of encourage that so obviously we need to address it and we'll talk about some potential strategies today but it's one of those things try yeah. as as hard as it is try not to give that that attention to it Yeah. And it's a little trickier in this case too, because we can't really physically block or delete the TikTok videos. I know for a while there was like a suspension of the hashtag where people are trying to go in and delete the videos, but it's really hard to kind of change behavior on that consequence because the consequence is a little out of our reach. You know, even at school, we may try to limit the phone, but then at home they get the phone and they're posting the video. So it's it's a little challenging. So we're going to share three things to try out when handling the, these behaviors across your school. And just keep in mind, Brian and I would love to completely solve the issue, but yep. we know that's not possible completely. But these are at least some things you can try out at your school. So the first one is prevention strategies or antecedent manipulations. So trying to think of what you can do in the environment, which is the school setting, before any behavior occurs. So this could look like increasing adult supervision around the times that behaviors usually occur. So let's say you find out that students are in the bathrooms vandalizing around lunchtime. It could be that you're increasing adult supervision around lunchtime or even around the certain areas. I know on Instagram, I'm friends with a few principal accounts and they've actually moved their whole entire desk outside of the bathroom that it's been happening more so at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it completely it works. <laughs> move their office. Yep. <laughs> they have stationed like different security guards near the bathrooms. There's a lot of different things they've done like that with staff. Um, and if you don't have enough staff, which we all know is that there's a sh- staff shortage right now as well. Yep. I've also seen schools that are locking certain bathroom doors. So if it's hard to keep an eye on certain bathrooms, they're locking those doors just to make it a little bit more difficult to engage in those behaviors. Are there any other ones, Brian, that come to mind? Yeah, I was going to say, along with locking the doors, I know a lot of schools often will have like a sign-out sheet then like if they are going to take the key. So it also allows you to track who was in there during certain timeframes. And and especially too, a lot of schools have 
cameras in the hallways. So at least then if you have the log and you have the you have the video cam footage, you can kind of at least mirror to see, okay, well, we can narrow down the who potentially was in there vandalizing or, or engaging in those behaviors. Obviously, we don't want them to do them at all, but if they do, at least it allows us to kind of narrow down finding out who is responsible, and then we could look to do more individualized interventions for that student or a particular group of students. The other thing, too, is a great strategy, and it's silly to say, but it does help kind of remind us and shape our behavior, just having signs, right, visual images in in the bathroom to be like, remember, you know, keep the bathroom the way you left it, <laughs> you know, let's not go through, you know, and kind of remind students of, you know, what is the purpose of them going there and, and keeping the space as clean as possible it just as a way to kind of again give them that that visual reminder yeah i think that's a really good one too and listeners brian and i did a whole episode on prevention strategies focusing yep. on how to prevent behaviors in the classroom so some of those strategies can also work well in this situation too so there's more more information on that episode if you want to listen to that it's episode 13 and now we're going to go to our second tip for you brian do you want to share mm -hmm. this one yeah, it goes back to, which we've talked about as well in the podcast before, is the concept of reinforcement, you know, making sure that we're reinforcing uh, socially acceptable behavior of our students. So, you know, there are a couple of different areas here that we could talk about. So the first would be looking at how can we create an, an alternative reinforcement system, right, where students can engage in those more appropriate behaviors and gain a similar response or, or reinforcer, right, that serves the same function as that problem behavior. So remember, in this case, we're talking about gaining attention, right? And it could be from peers or staff for engaging in those inappropriate TikTok videos and challenges that are out there. So one way that we could get creative about it, which uh, I think would be awesome to see, is flip the script on it, right? Have schools actually embrace the use of TikTok as part of it and, and engage students in creating positive videos, highlighting their school community, acts of kindness, and help reinforce students for engaging in those types of appropriate pro-social behaviors that we want them to participate in within our school community. And, you know, I think if we're kind of struggling with coming up with ideas, talk to your students, right, within the schools and, and get their opinion as to what type of fun challenges they may want to engage in. And, you know, I think a lot of times in schools, we kind of start to shy away from TikTok and other types of technologies, obviously, because there, there are liabilities and concerns with it. But I think mm -hmm. if we can monitor it and teach them how to use it in an appropriate way, right, that can help kind of shape the behaviors that we're looking for within the school environment. Yeah, I love that. And it kind of hits on, you know, it might be the whole process the kid loves. It could be that they like the process of videotaping or going mm -hmm. through an editing or adding in different, you know, text, music, whatever. It could be mm -hmm. multiple things that they enjoy about the process and they're getting it, but more in an appropriate way. And then that attention factor too is huge. And just thinking about that, schools could even do like a, a thing on their morning news or announcements mm -hmm. where they highlight, let's see what video has the most likes right now, or just kind of going through and picking, choosing, a variety of different students' videos to show on the morning news. That way the entire school gets to watch it. That student is getting that attention, but it's for those appropriate behaviors, kind of what you mentioned before, instead of those inappropriate videos. Yeah. And even too with that, like it would be great to have then kind of like 
a school-wide challenge where like then different grades or classrooms can compete against each other and we have people watch and like mm-hmm. and vote right as part of it i think that would be fantastic to see how we can we can do that within the schools and and like i said flip the script on it see it, yeah. how we can actually make use of technology in an appropriate way and i love that you mentioned actually too about the process right because there are all different aspects that students might find reinforcing just about doing mm-hmm. it and in some ways kind of is a life skill <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs> i mean th- i mean uh, think about it maybe the person wants to go into video editing right mm-hmm. as a future career maybe uh, you know even too we both work in different capacities and in, in business and i mean heck we're having to design things for social media oh, all yeah. the time <laughs> right and initially when we first started yeah. it was like okay how do we do this <laughs> right we're having to kind of teach ourselves so I think there are ways that we could look at it in a positive light too, mm-hmm. as part of it. And again, not to yeah. minimize what's happening, I think there, are, you know, there are clearly challenges with it. But I think also too having the ability to say, okay, well, how can we, how can we change this a bit mm-hmm. for those students? Yeah, and even like a TV production class, like if a kid's really oh, yeah. involved in this, like sign them up as that as an elective and. I was just thinking about some schools that maybe a little bit more resistant to having a TikTok challenge or social media. Mm-hmm. They can even do, you know, sort of a recording of videos where it's almost like a talent show where they're showing videos instead. Yep. You know, they can you can really get creative with this. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a good idea too, because then you're you're talking about you know, using more school-based equipment, you're not having to worry about the liability of individuals using their personal mm-hmm. devices and having to try and monitor that in and out of school, it kind of makes it cleaner. So uh, yeah, I totally understand that that piece of it too. That's a great idea. I think the biggest thing with no matter what you're trying in your school with a reinforcement piece, just make sure that you're spending a lot more time focusing on giving attention for the positive behaviors and mm-hmm. reacting to those positive behaviors and less about the negative mm-hmm. behaviors. So we talked about attention a little bit in the beginning, or you did, Brian. So just when we say attention, we are meaning any type of attention, whether it's mm-hmm. good attention, bad attention. If you know, adult gives verbal attention directly to the student, that's attention. If an mm-hmm. adult, let's say two adults are talking in the front office because a student just got suspended or is going to get suspended, they're talking about him right in front of the kid. That kid's yep. hearing the whole conversation, probably laughing, thinking, ha, 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 everyone's talking about me. So it's just exactly. something to keep in mind, too. Like, that's even attention when you're talking oh, yeah. to a student when they can hear. Yep. Yeah, I always say that's that's a huge no-no. And <laughs> I and I always say it, it doesn't matter if a kid's in general education or if a kid is in special education and maybe has an extremely low IQ, maybe nonverbal, you think Mm-hmm. You may be sitting there saying, oh, I could talk in front of that kid, you know, thinking the kids not, may not process everything that I'm saying. Let me tell you, those kids know <laughs> oh, yeah. and they are smart and they will they will remember that and react mm-hmm. differently as a result of it. So I think that's huge to remember. I, I always I always found that as a pet peeve when I'm in schools and I, I witness that and I usually have to pull people aside later and be like, OK, so let's reprocess this. Right? Like we shouldn't go through <laughs> and be talking about it in front of a student. I agree. And I think also, too, that kind of leads into also when we're talking, just being mindful of like the the fluctuations in our voice, right? So like we may think Mm -hmm. we're trying to be as neutral as possible, but like there's still emotional, uh, you know, an emotional piece that kind of comes through in what we're saying and how we're saying it, which I think is is huge as well. Yeah, those are are really good tips. All right. So just to kind of recap, so we've we've given you the first two strategies 
So the first one was prevention strategies or trying to prevent the behavior using those strategies. The second one was just utilizing positive reinforcement. And then our third tip for you guys is we always recommend trying out a variety of positive strategies when trying to change behavior. However, if you have tried a lot of the prevention and the reinforcement strategies, in other words, you're adding a lot of something positive to the environment and your school is still having issues with these negative behaviors, you can try incorporating losing something as a consequence or taking away something that may be reinforcing or valuable for the student. So let's say like a student vandalizes the bathroom, they get caught, they have out of school suspension, they could potentially still have access to their phone at home, they're scrolling TikTok, they're getting that attention piece still, they get out of doing their work, they have an extra day off, like the suspension's kind of a reward in itself for them at times. Yeah. Yep, and I know we've, we've talked about that before too, but kind of going back to what you said earlier, Brian, like the reason behind most of this is most likely because they want attention. So mm-hmm. if we think about things during the day that students access, that they get the attention or socialization, we could possibly use that as a consequence they or privilege they can lose. So mm-hmm. for example, uh, let's say the students, you know, they all eat in the cafeteria or maybe your students have the opportunity to you know, sit outside on picnic tables or get lunch somewhere. It could be something where they lose that privilege for a few days a week or whatever, but it's probably more meaningful for them to lose that privilege because they like that socialization and that attention from their peers. Yeah, I I like that a lot as a potential strategy. And actually one one other one that I just thought of right now too is we could also use overcorrection. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. the students where we could have them go through and and actually be responsible for okay well if you just vandalized everything you have to put everything back to the best of your ability right to at least as good as the state was before if not better mm-hmm. potentially obviously if certain things are broken and whatnot that we we need to work with with a custodian you know for someone for maintenance to be able to assist us further obviously we're not going to make a kid have to redo plumbing but mm-hmm. but, <laughs> but, but to be able to go through and help kind of restore the environment, I think is in, is important too. Yeah. That's another good one. But yeah, I th- you know, I think it's, it's just kind of in summary, it's important for us to really think about, you know, the reason behind these behaviors that students are engaging in. And ultimately at the end of the day and the TikTok challenges that we've reviewed with you all today as listeners, the main function or reason, like we said, is mostly to gain that attention piece. And again, we we suggested a few different strategies for you all here. So trying to make adjustments to see if you can prevent the behavior or at least make it more difficult for them to engage in it, alter the reinforcement. So again, looking at ways to create more positive opportunities for them to use TikTok and engage in more pro-social behaviors within the school environment, get attention for those pro-social behaviors instead. And then finally, too, if obviously those those first couple options that we presented you with haven't been effective in, in making any sort of lasting change, we can try adding a consequence where we may remove that preferred privilege or like we were saying as well of potentially restoring the environment, if it's that one in particular, uh, vandalism. Nice. So hopefully this was a starting point for you guys listening. 
And if you are a school principal, thank you so much for all you do, especially right now. (laughs) We're sure it's a very challenging position, but you guys are making a huge difference. So we definitely appreciate you. And if you have a school principal, admin, someone at the school system that you think would benefit from this show or, or relate to this episode, definitely share it with them. You can click on like the three dot menu and share the link directly through message or social media. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. If you found value in this show, please leave a rating or share it with a friend. Resources mentioned during this episode and links to our social media pages can be found in our show notes. If you want to learn more about how Class on Task can make a difference in your classroom or school, check out our website, classontask.com. Thank you so much for joining us today and see you next time.